Welcome to Ignite Your Business Radio Show. Light the match, throw some gasoline on, and buckle up because we're about to take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm. I'm a graphic designer with over 23 years of experience founding and running my own company in California. My passion for life experiences and professional triumphs of the entrepreneur is what brings me here today. I get fired up when I talk with small to medium-sized business owners about their journey. So let's introduce our guests. But before we do, some of you may not be aware, February is Black History Month. And here at Ignite Your Business Radio Show, we're focusing on something near and very dear to our hearts. Business owners, of course. What else? We're going to be putting a focus this month on the extraordinary range of African-American entrepreneurs and businesses throughout the United States. Although we will be talking with these business owners and learning about their work, don't forget, these are companies and communities you can support all throughout the year. If you start in the 1890s and go all the way to the present, the history of fitness wear is kind of amazing. At the dawn of the 20th century, women were wearing heavy dresses to work out in the gym, and really what men had to wear wasn't much better. For a long time, fitness wear didn't seem to be worried about being particularly comfortable. Certainly, it was rarely something you would wear outside of a fitness environment. In recent years, both comfort and wearability have changed dramatically. In an industry that generated $47.8 billion in 2020 alone, you're going to find that a lot of fitness wear being sold these days is designed to achieve two things, be as comfortable as the athletic wear can be, and while also being something you can wear in many other situations. Like it or not, athleisure clothes, fitness wear with an eye towards comfort, health and fashion is going to continue to be the common sight at places like the grocery store. I personally, I love it. I wear it all the time. I don't think it's a bad thing if clothing lets you maintain an active lifestyle while you run some errands at the grocery store. All of this brings to mind our guest today, Carrie Cheney, the founder and creative director of athleisure brand HoneyFit. An amazing example, as she is, of what people are achieving for themselves and helping others to accomplish. In addition to offering a wide variety of fitness apparel that can be worn virtually anywhere, Carrie is also certified in personal training and fitness nutrition. She is also a certified life coach. And in essence, she is a great example of an entrepreneur whose journey to better health inspired them to create something positive that others could benefit from. The Ignite Your Business Radio Show is very excited to have Carrie Cheney sitting down with us today. Inspired by her personal journey to improve her health, Carrie Cheney established HoneyFit. Today, they are one of the most popular athleisure retailers in the world, refusing to put limitations on where and when you can wear these athleisure apparel. Their clothing reflects the belief that when you look good, you also feel good. Their clothes aspire to provide comfort and versatility for any woman who needs both of those things. And some of them do. Going from the workout to the workplace. Going beyond simply selling leggings, hoodies, and other fitness apparel, Carrie has expanded into using her journey to tell a story that helps others find theirs. Her success has given her a foundation to inspire and help others in a variety of different ways. 
Carrie, I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. Welcome to the Ignite Your Business radio show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I understand it that you were inspired uh, by your personal journey, uh, the path that you took to establish mm-hmm. this brand. Uh, let's start with kind of the, let's, let's start off with the easy one. So first, how is 2021 been going so far in treating you thus far? Um, it's been going up now. It's going pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I would say my actual new year began, uh, January the 11th, uh, okay. because I was at the end of 2020, I was actually dealing with uh, a COVID diagnosis and quarantine until then. And mm. then January the 11th, I was able to come out of quarantine. I went to the gym to work out and it's been going good thus far. <laughs> so you're, you're <laughs> still kind of in mid January is what it probably yes. feels like for you. Okay. Got Correct. it. Correct. Got it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start off with having you introduce yourself, your brand uh, to okay. our audience and just tell us who you are and what you do. Alrighty. My name is Carrie Cheney. Um, I am the creative director, owner of Honey Fit Brand. Uh, the Honey Fit Brand is an athleisure, athletic wear for women uh, that encourages self-love, uh, confidence, and uh, to help empower women to, you know, feel good and to live their best and be their best selves, um, all while looking good while you're doing it. <laughs> whether you're in the gym, whether you're uh, chilling on the weekends or grabbing coffee with your girlfriends, you'll look amazing and feel amazing in our athleisure wear. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, I started uh, Honey Fit in November of 2019, uh, officially online, but Honey Fit started here a long time before that. <laughs> I had wrote it down on my vision boards, uh, probably 2018, 2017, that I wanted to just create um, leggings for uh, women who have a little extra curves, okay? Um, And, you know, it's kind of hard to find that. Uh, And a lot of times you'll find those and they may be cheaply made. You can see through them. And us women don't like that when we're trying to do our squats at the gym. It's terrible. (laughs) So the goal was to create um, leggings at first. And then it just kind of took on a life of its own. And um, honey, honey fit was always the name. I've been obsessed with the word honey for quite some time. I don't know why. I just love it. And it's it's cute. It's feminine. And I mean, you got honey, which is cute. And then you got fit. So put those two together. It's a winning combination. Well, on top of it, you're missing <laughs> the obvious correlation between the, uh-huh. the honey being that women are sweet. Yes, for so. sure. For sure. Uh, not not all, but the vast majority are sweet. And so right. honey goes with sweetness. So that mm-hmm. that all comes full circle. That makes complete sense. Okay. There you go. There you all go. All right. So uh, we talked about how the start of your New Year's going. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's circle back on that for a second. So uh, what are some of the New Year's resolutions? Because you're, you're kind of just because of the late start of your New Year with coming out mm-hmm. of COVID and healing up. <laughs> Uh, right. But what right. are some of the New Year's resolutions that uh, you're currently working on? Um, well, this year I decided not to really make resolutions. I just decided to continue to work on being a better version of myself. 
Yeah. Um, you know, because we're all a work in progress. Um, we're all God's masterpiece and uh, continuing work in progress. So, you know, we can always be better today than we were yesterday or last year for that matter. So that is my goal to be better, whether it's fitness wise, uh, being consistent with my workouts, <laughs> being consistent mm-hmm. with my meal planning, um, being disciplined with my schedule, you know, getting up early, meditating, praying, um, setting up my workout clothes. So those are the things that I'm working on. Those are my yeah, uh, right. continuous goals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I, I like how you put that because it's not uh, necessarily uh, individual items. I'm sure those work into the better improve, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. way you phrase it is you're kind of working on the 2.0, the 3.0, the 4.0, whatever version. And I'm curious to ask you, what version mm-hmm. are you currently on? Is this the 4.0, 5.0, 6, 10.0? Which version of this is you? It might be the 7.0. I like how that okay. sounds. Okay. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> the that. 7.0. Absolutely. Yes. You don't want to go too low on the .0s because <laughs> right. then it's like you're kind of late to the game and getting on the improvement train. So, yeah, you kind of want to have it a little bit higher than <laughs> there you go. Than there the you 2.0. Go. <laughs> to show that you've been continuously working, you know? <laughs> exactly. Other than it's like, oh, I just woke up yesterday and realized I probably need to make some improvements. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And All right. You know, so go, go ahead. ahead. So I'm sorry. I didn't oh, cut you off. No, I was going to say, you know, there's always room for improvement in our lives, you know, whether it be sure. our relationships with our children, our spouses, or, you know, our parents, or our relationship with ourselves, you know. Well, and it's, so- it's, it's even as they talk about with education, you're constantly mm-hmm. learning, right? That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the newer version of you. You didn't know it yesterday before you learned it. So mm-hmm. that's a newer version of you. So if that's the case, if education is built into, I think you're probably on what, 100.90? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's now it's a little bit higher than that. <laughs> so exactly. As, as we know with business owners, we wear mm-hmm. a lot of hats, no doubt. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of hats. For we sure. A uh, couple of the primary ones is obviously that you're the owner, founder of your company, but also mm-hmm. you're the creative director uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to the vision, coming up with the designs, coming up with you know the ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find it a challenge to strike a balance between viewing the company through the creative lens, but then also then as the business owner on the other side? Um, I found it, it's more challenging on the business side versus the Mm. creative side. Um, Like I love coming up with designs or color schemes for the next drop uh, or, you know, names of the collections and just uh, the different like colors and the looks and prints and that type of thing. And then the business thing, you know, that sometimes it can still be a little scary, you know, True. when you're trying to focus on a budget and you're booking photo shoots and locations and um, buying all your products. And, you know, like, it's like, okay, so I'm in charge of all of this, right? Okay. So <laughs> let's look at the yeah. budget. Let's look at that. You know, that's not the fun stuff. Okay. No, the fu- <laughs> no, the, I, I've, I've learned as a creative myself that, uh, mm-hmm. The budget is a bad word in my dictionary. So the B word, I, we don't, mm-hmm. I don't like to use that word very often. So I understand completely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, you know, we have to, 
you know, be real with ourselves. Like, okay, well, you can only do this much if this is what your budget is, you know, and you want to make sure that you're not in the red, right? That's true. (laughs) There you go. So we have to pay attention to the uh, budget, the B word. The B (laughs) word. word. Yes. Yes. The the B Uh word. (laughs) For sure. So on the creative side of things, what would Mm -hmm. you consider to be maybe your, or consider to be the most satisfying or greatest accomplishment to date on the creative side of your business? Uh, Coming up with my actual logo. Mm. Um, I, I had this vision and I had, when I started with my whole branding uh, with my business, I had sought out some, you know, a couple artists to try to draw what I, this vision up here that I was trying to, you know, relate to them to get on paper. And I had to go through four different designers before I found, uh, what it was. And then once I seen it, it, it just says it all to me. Um, you know, it has the pink rose gold, the honey, it has the (laughs) bee, you know, I mean, who doesn't love a bee? You know, everybody loves Cheerios when they were little, you remember the bee, right? So it, the all is good with the bee except the back end of a bee. That, that's the part that you got to be aware of with the stinger. That, that's the part that not a lot of people are fans of. Yeah, and sometimes us women we can sting. This, see, yet another correlation between the symbolism there. I, that there's quite a bit yes. there. Yes, 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 yes. And I love bees, so it it had to come in there. It just that was probably the most creative, um, and then. I still sometimes look back, even when people order, I get orders and I see someone post something that have my logo on there. It's still, sometimes it's humbling. It's, I get teary eyed sometimes because it's like, they really like what I like. They liked my creation, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that, yeah, and that's really satisfying when you see that too. Well, speaking of that, I, I know mm-hmm. you've mentioned before that you had a, a recent interaction with someone at your gym recently that mm-hmm. cemented the notion that HoneyFit is truly taking off as a fitness brand. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more mm-hmm. about that and kind of how that felt to you? Oh, for sure. That was awesome. So <laughs> I was here. It was, it was Sunday. Sunday. I always work out on Sunday. So you begin your week work. We're getting your week, week right. I'm sorry. Um, okay. And I'll go into the gym and the girl at the front desk, she was like, you're honey fit. She's like, I follow you on IG. I'm like, oh, really? You know, and she was like, yeah, you know, I love, you know, your business. And I love that, you know, uh, I read all your posts. And I remember when you had uh, wrote a post about how your grandmother inspired you. And she was telling me about three or four different posts. I mean, that I had done over the past few weeks. And I was just like. And she's like, I'm going to get a crop hoodie and, you know, I can't wait to order. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> like she recognized me from my brand. Okay. That, that's impressive. I mean, it is. And it, I just felt I was honored. I was humbled and um, I was so happy. I think I had, I probably burned like maybe a thousand calories that workout. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so, you know, stoked. So just like they say, geeked up that, you know, somebody's like, Hey, I know you. And you know, just that is just, it, it just reassures me. And it just feel, it just kind of, I said reassure already. It reassures me and just makes me feel that I am 
moving in the right direction with my business. And that, you know, the, you know how the universe just gives you signs sure. that you're doing the right thing. And you need those things along the way to, to help keep you going on, you know, right. help to keep to motivate you and help you to um, stay the path. Cause sometimes, you know, it can, it can get, you know, a little rough as an entrepreneur, you know, well, and, and, uh, and to put a little context on this in mm-hmm. this particular situation that you've described, mm-hmm. I want to make it clear to our audience, Honey brand and the Honey Fit brand has not mm-hmm. been around for years and years and years and years. Mm-mm. You started it at the tail end of 2020, correct? The tail end of 2019. I'm sorry, 2019. So right. mm-hmm. in reality, you're a little over a year that mm-hmm. you've been in business. I mean, obviously right. you've been working well before that to get things prepped, ready, do your research, get everything going. But in terms mm-hmm. of launching your actual brand to the world has only been a year. So yes. The fact that you're already being recognized by people with your brand and by your social media and other pieces, which we'll get into a little bit later, but mm-hmm. uh, that that in itself is impressive. So Thanks. talking about that is how would you describe the growth of Honey Fit in terms of social media followers, interaction, sales, et cetera? Uh, you know, uh, with social media, I still kind of struggle with that sometimes. Um, I don't, we don't have, we have like over 500 followers. Um, and sometimes, um, cause people always kind of relate how many followers you have to how successful you are. And right. that doesn't necessarily always mean true. I mean, me, nope. you know, to be true, sure. um, because sometimes you can see a, an influencer or a brand with all these followers and all these likes and pictures, and they're not really successful. They're not selling stuff. They're not, you don't see a lot of uh, posts or videos with people, actual real people wearing their items, sure. you know? And so I had to really keep reminding myself of that and keep posting and just keep putting it out there just to be consistent, you know, because we don't complain when we see Nike all the time. We don't complain when we see any other other high-end brands or you see Adidas or you see whatever other brand out there repeatedly. And, you know, just if you see me a lot, that's a good thing. I don't care. I want you to get sick. I want you to remember this B on this logo. (laughs) And, you know, you, I have to constantly, um, you know, remind myself and to remember that, you know, that yep. the, you have to let people know that what you have is you have to give them a reason to want that. Mm-hmm. You know, not your brand is not going to be for everybody. And right. I had to really realize that, you know, it's not it may not be for your family members. It may not be for your close friends. You know, I have supporters of, of people I've never met. You know, uh, and that makes you feel real good that, you know, people outside of your circle support you, you know, and those things mean a whole, whole, whole lot. But as far as marketing, um, I'm still learning about that. Um, And you definitely have to invest in marketing, uh, whether it be, you know, sponsored ads, whether it be paying an influencer to wear your items. You know, there is a lot. And I just I read, I watch all these YouTube videos about, you know, building my brand, building the marketing, being consistent, all those type of things, because I want it to be successful. I want Honey Fit to be here for a while. And I'm well, going to continue hold, to do it. Hold on to that advice. for okay. me. I want to circle back to that in a little bit. But, okay. Uh, okay. And I realize as I'm saying the word circle back, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of getting some bad 
omens right now with that phrase. It's being used in the political world a lot. Oh, so I have to keep okay. keep myself from saying, well, I'll circle back on that. <laughs> so I'm going to try and change my own terminology a little bit. But uh, setting that aside for a second, uh, one interesting piece that I kind of, there was a lot, but I wanted to mm-hmm, focus mm-hmm. on a little bit more was that it's, it's definitely, there's a, an appropriate time for us small business owners to kind of put the blinders on or to have somewhat of that tunnel vision. And just mm-hmm. like with what you described about, don't be caught up in the noise mm-hmm. around you or the competitors or so-called competitors that right. you, you know, deem as kind of a threat to you. Uh, true, you don't want to completely block them out because you need to pay attention to what your competition is doing around you mm-hmm. and you need mm-hmm. to keep an eye on it. But don't be obsessed with it. Don't be constantly letting it drive you into the ground every day and and deflating your hopes and your dreams because you mm-hmm. think that they're further along than maybe you are. So exactly. it's it's kind of that it's a really delicate balance that I've mm-hmm. found is that, yes, you've got to see what what's around you, you know, because you can't be completely blind and shut off because it will exactly. get you in other ways. But yes. you at the same time still have to really dial in on what what are your goals and stay focused on those goals don't be distracted by everything around you all the time mm-hmm. well we also i always remind myself that comparison is the thief of joy okay mm. so if we are constantly comparing ourselves to people that are doing what we're doing and you know they look like they're being more successful. Or they're doing this. They're doing that. And I sh- maybe I should do that so I can get more sales or be more successful. Um, you're going to drive yourself crazy, like you said. So, like, well, it's good to look and check and see what the competition is doing, but you still have to be true to you. You have to be true sure. to your brand and what your brand means to you and what you want it to mean to other people. Um, that, that's a very noticeable <clears throat> quote that you just provided us just then. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for. For sharing that. that That's a hey, good welcome. one. That That is a solid one right there. So, you know. ha, let, and I want to, I want to move on to talking about a little bit because we will definitely get into this and, and talking about the brand, talking about okay. the marketing and the business operation side, but has mm-hmm. anything about the pandemic changed your work as a fitness trainer and lifestyle coach? Uh, no. nothing nothing about what i do has slowed down Hmm. it actually picked up during the pandemic believe it or not yes um i still continue to train my personal training clients via zoom and via facetime Um, they weren't getting away from me that easy okay (laughs) (laughs) and they they would tell me that they thought i worked them out harder at home than i did at Mm. my personal training studio but whatever, they were just complaining, I think. <laughs> but and then I still had, you know, I picked up a couple of um, life coaching clients as well. Um, so that kind of that kind of just was steady. But the personal trainer, it definitely picked up. And uh, with HoneyFit, my sales increased. You know, everybody was at home shopping. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And then, you know, with uh, not only that, and then I think with uh, the the racial issues that we were having and the civil Mm -hmm. unrest and people wanted to show their support for, you know, minority and black owned businesses, which, you know, we should always do that year round. It shouldn't just have a, we shouldn't have a, you know, the racial unrest and all that. And 
all the unfortunate things that happen to make us support. We need to just support each other, period. So true. I, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that uh, prior and obviously none of us knew what was going to be coming up uh, mm-hmm. these last few months. But mm-hmm. even prior to that, we celebrated Veterans Month and we chose mm-hmm. to do that because we felt why celebrate one day? You know, mm-hmm. why celebrate veterans for one day, celebrate them for the whole month, heck, celebrate them for the entire year. But really what it comes down to is don't celebrate just any one community for a day, a month, mm-hmm. a couple months, a quarter, anything like that. Let's mm-hmm. celebrate. And as you just beautifully and eloquently said was, let's celebrate all of us all year mm-hmm. round. Let's That's not just fair. make it a day. Let's not just make it a month. Let's celebrate mm-hmm. all of us. And especially in the business world, as small business owners, we still to this day, arguably, are the backbone of America. And mm-hmm. we need support just as much, and if not more, than even the, the big companies out there that have been around for years. The Nikes, the Reebok, the, the companies mm-hmm. that have weathered the storm over the years and, and decades. Uh, but sure. as small business owners, we need to also support each other. It's not mm-hmm. just... Hey, community out there, all the customers come support us like you would normally think right. of by purchasing mm-hmm. our product, purchasing our services. But mm-hmm. we too can also help each other. And that's really what this show is about, is mm-hmm. really banding together as small business owners and medium size and even large size and all looking to help each other in some form of another. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I think uh, with the pandemic and with COVID running rapid, I think it birthed a lot of small business owners because people were losing their jobs, you know, so they had to scramble and figure out what they were going to do. And people had to dig into their creative sides, which and that's amazing to see. It's amazing to see all the things that were birthed out of that, you know, and I like to say that I hear people complain about how bad 2020 was. And um, I'm like, it wasn't bad for me. It was, nope. I was, there were a, a ton of blessings through the whole year. Yep. My businesses strived, even though, you know, I still was working outside of that. Um, I still had to go to, I mean, nothing, like I said, nothing changed for me. And, you know, there were good things and there were, you know, not sure. so good things that happened. But if you lived <laughs> and survived yeah. 2020 and you're still here to talk about it, that's a blessing. You know, I say every day that you open your eyes is a blessing. Every day I open my eyes and I thank God for another day. Absolutely. Well, and I talk to people when it comes up about the COVID topic is, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's the stereotypical response, which is, Oh, 2020. That's just a year I want to forget and kind of Mm -hmm. put in the, just stash it away back in the corner of memories and thoughts. But it's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. I mean, we were all presented a very unique opportunity, which Mm -hmm. was essentially all of our lives were paused with Mm -hmm. what we were normally accustomed to doing the busyness, the running around, doing this, doing that going from this event, going to that event, having it with kids, going soccer and sports and all mm-hmm. these kind of things. And it all simultaneously for everyone, pretty much globally, came mm-hmm. to a halt. And so we were all dealt the same base level. We were mm-hmm. all given the same exact opportunity, which was pause in your time, reassess. Now what you do with that time, that's up to you. So if you're not going to take that time to improve, even if it's your personal life, it's your your business, if it's your relationships, 
whatever it is, if you don't mm-hmm. take that time yourself to do something positive with it, no one to blame except for yourself. So yes, sure. Others during the pandemic have been dealt what would be considered a, a harder hand in that they mm-hmm. caught it, they were on the brink of death or something like that, or they lost mm-hmm. loved ones. No doubt it was a difficult one, more so for some than others, mm-hmm. but you for still sure. had the opportunity to turn it around and make it into a positive. Yes, yes. So. And, I, and I, I, even though everything stopped, I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. that it was hardly any traffic. You know, I was able to save money. I wasn't out (laughs) shopping, (laughs) buying things I didn't need. You know, so there were some things there that was, I thought, like you said, it was a good time, a good reset time. Yeah. A good pause for the cause. Yeah. A pause for the cause. That's a, that's another, another good, good quote from you. I think we're just going to have a ton of them to to choose from today. Uh, So what I think I, I, I found one of the top things I liked really about the HoneyFit brand the most mm-hmm. is probably the fact not only that the name is more than, you know, just a great uh, athleisure apparel for women of all sizes, like you talked about mm-hmm. shapes and backgrounds and all of that. Uh, you're using that name to also promote wellness mm-hmm. ideals that emphasize on things like individual goals and certainly personal accountability. How mm-hmm. important is it to you that HoneyFit offers more than athleisure? It's not just the clothing. It's not just the the clothes that you put on that's got sporting your brand. But you and I have talked about this. Can you share with us, it goes further than that in your mind? Yes. Um, not only, like you said, is it an athleisure brand, we also promote uh, wellness and uh, self-care. You know, because mm-hmm. all too often, you know, we as women and even as people, <laughs> as men and women, sometimes yeah. we always put ourselves last. Everybody else is first. Our kids, our spouse, our job, everything right. else is first except us. And when it comes to taking care of us, we don't do a good, you know, not so good job all the time. And right. so, you know, you have to remember you can't pour from an empty cup. So you got to fill this cup up here before you can pour into anyone else. And that's yeah. important, you know, and we, I have a, um, a self-care page on our website that talks about, gives you different ideas for self-care. Self-care could be a walk in a park. It could be taking yourself out to dinner. It could be quiet time reading a book, fixing right. yourself your favorite meal, meditating, exercising is self-care. You're pouring into your health. There's so many different ways and you don't have to have a whole self-care day. It could be a self-care moment each day. You know, you have to remember to pour into yourself because if you don't, who else? Who else is? That's you true. know, we have. I, to- I was just going to say, I, I oftentimes reference that part is kind of it's like when you go into a plane and the stewardess or steward is saying, OK, now emergency, if the you know cabin air pressure drops, oxygen will fall from the ceiling. Uh, please make sure that you give it to yourself first before you start assisting other people around you. That's because if you don't take care of yourself, you're no good to anybody else around you. So exactly like you're saying, if, and I think it's important to point out is you're giving some examples of some items that might be people's you time, your personal time. But you got to find out if you don't already know what that is, you got to find out what it means to be your personal time. That can be different things for different people. And it can even for some others that are looking at it go, 
that doesn't seem very quiet. That does not seem like a good me time at all. Well, that's okay. That that's not their me time, but that can be your me time. And it, it can be chaotic to some, but for you, it feels like complete harmony. And you got to figure out what that that pouring into you is. What is that substance that you are are consuming during that me time that you you shared? Exactly. Um, our little, uh, I guess, a slogan for Honey Fit is be you, be well, be fit. And those are bees with two E's. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and it's about Final being words you. right there. <laughs> yes. Being you, being who you truly are, you know, being true to yourself, whatever it is that you like, that you love, that um, you hold dear, you be that. Sure. Be, be well and whatever wellness means to you, whether it's, you know, eating clean or um, not drinking during the week or whatever right. wellness is for you, <laughs> that's for you. But you have to and we have to stop, get out of this mindset that just because the the health gurus or whoever said that you got to do this, this and this, if it's not done, it's not right. You know, we're all individuals. Yep. There's no one thing that works for everybody. We're all unique. God made us yep. that way. And we will be born if we're all the same. Okay. So, so you true. have, yeah, you, so you have to be you. So the, whatever wellness looks like for you, be that. And then be fit at the end. And whatever fitness is, whether it just be you walking, whether you sure. just get up and stretch, whether you go to the gym or you go personal training or you take a Zumba class, whatever that is, be that. We have to stop worrying about what everybody else does and how everybody else sees things and be concerned with us. Remember, we have to continue to pour into us so we can be all that for everybody else. So in the research that I've done, and we we like to do extensive on any guest that comes on the show. So you are not of any difference for me to do research. I got to look into you. I got to see what you're all about. Uh, I found a great write-up on you and the HoneyFit brand at the Mom 2.0 website. And it's uh, interesting. We talked a little bit earlier about what version are you on. Uh, It seems that this particular website is only on the 2.0 version. But still, you wanted to... I'm I'm totally joking there, of course. (laughs) I catch you. I catch you. (laughs) Which seems to have a lot of focus on helping women... Uh, and working moms in particular for every imaginable background, uh, you know, of success as entrepreneurs and, and just stay at home moms. And I mean, that in itself, I know having a stay at home mom for many years, uh, that is a lot of work in itself. And that's a full time job. That is that's why uh, it's uh, CEO of the house, as it's referenced sometimes. So how did it feel to see your name? We talked about you being spotted out in public you know, earlier with going to the gym and, and them recognizing you. But how did it feel to see your name and your brand included in what seemed like, you know, a phenomenal list of uh, specifically black entrepreneurs and people should follow on Instagram like yourself? I, I mean, I can only imagine. So share with us how that felt. Surreal. I mean, you just to have someone look at your brand the way that you desire it to be looked at or you desire it to be seen or the vision you have for your brand is just, is so heartwarming and it's so rewarding, you know, because when I, when that happened and it's happened with a couple other different, um, you know, uh, pages or, you know, platforms, it, it's just amazing. It's amazing. It's like my little, my little old brand, (laughs) 
me this? You guys see it that way? You know, and so I'm thankful. I'm so thankful and I'm very grateful for everything. I'm, I'm very grateful for the vision. I'm very grateful for the acknowledgement. It, it is it has definitely been a pleasure getting to know you, Carrie, because one thing and I'll, I'll add to this is that you certainly are very humble. Um, you're you're a humble individual. And I really appreciate that because, you know, I've seen it time and time again, the difference between you can still be very successful and still be humble, true to yourself, or you can get swept up in the success and it changes people. You know, it, it's oftentimes referenced in uh, culture, pop culture even, is, uh, you know, Jay-Z saying more, mo- more money, more problems, right? You know, and it does, it changes people. And, and that money is oftentimes tied with success or it's seen to some people as you have a lot of money, you must be successful. But even with no doubt your business being really in the grand scheme of things in its infancy stage. It is going to conquer the world, no doubt. But with the success that you've had so early on, it anyone could say, well, yeah, it'd be easy for you to get swept up in it and for it to go, well, you know, I'm a little bit more cocky than now, you know, now that I've gotten some uh, publicity out there in the world and, and people are recognizing me like, oh, you want my autograph? It's okay. You know, I'll, I'll get that to you later. <laughs> but, you know, how how you take it is, is really, it's an honor to be knowing someone like yourself because it really that humble along with the success is the, in my mind, it's the perfect pairing. You can still be successful and you don't have to be a jerk about it. Exactly. You know? And so I, I really appreciate that about you because you have found success and you're still striving and you still see yourself as like, I'm no different than I was before I started the business as I am now. So for sure, this is, this is who I am. For sure. I mean, I'm, you always got to remember where you came from. You got to remember when all you had was two orders (laughs) (laughs) and one of them was your mom. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, those are, you have to remember those humble beginnings and you have to always remember why you started this and remember what the vision is and yeah. um, that's why it, it, if you continue to remember those things, even when times get rough, it may not saying that it's not going to be not so rough if you think about it, but it will always constantly give you that reminder and give you that motivation to keep going, you know, because well, in, you know. in, in fairness, it was a little bit easier for you to uh, kind of sell your products to your mom. <laughs> I, I tried doing the same thing for marketing to my mom and she's like, why do I need marketing? I don't, I don't have anything to market. So no, I don't need, I don't need your services. <laughs> All right. So your, your business started off with an idea that you had for actually it started with leggings is what I understood. Um, we've talked a little bit about this before, but how would you describe the journey and again, it's not that long of a journey in terms of when your brand actually became official and everyone could learn about it. But how would you describe that journey that you started with the leggings there and then currently includes a website that now sells a wide variety of athleisure items? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it started with leggings. And then once I started doing the research, um, I had went to, out to L.A., 
And mm-hmm. everything, just like I said, the universe just lines things up for you. I had to go out to L.A. to go take care of my daughter after she had meniscus surgery. And then while I was out there, I had a girlfriend of hers take me down to the fashion district in L.A. Mm-hmm. to go uh, check out some wholesalers and some manufacturers. And I'm just looking for someone that can create these leggings. Well, I fell into some things that were wonderful. <laughs> So needless to say, it was birthed in October, hmm, not October, maybe August of uh, 2019, where okay. other things. So it just kind of, things just kind of like, it was like a snowball. Sure. It was like, okay, we got leggings, then we'll have sports bras. No, we need t-shirts. Oh, we need hats. <laughs> we need tote bags. We need crop hoodies like the one I'm wearing today. So, and, and you know, I was thinking like, okay. So not only are we going to work out in these things, we can chill on the weekends. Everything is super mm. comfortable. And like you said, you can wear it to the grocery store. You go grocery shopping when you're taking the kids out for practices. You know, well, you know, if you can with COVID <laughs> <laughs> or when we're out shopping or just trying to get away from uh, our spouses and we're out just having coffee or something like that, you can wear it whenever. And so, okay. um, and the reason why I wanted to create the leggings, and you, uh, I had um, I had my own fitness journey as well. You know, I had lost a total of ninety two pounds, and wow. I yeah, working out, eating healthy, uh, worked out six days a week, and after I lost my weight and I went shopping, I would reward myself with new workout clothes. And mm. I, yeah. And so that's, that's what I always tell my clients. I always reward yourself with non-food items when you're losing weight. Yes. Okay. You don't want to eat more. Food. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> after that, I went shopping for leggings that I wanted to fit me properly. And a lot of times when you have, you know, when you're, you have, um, uh, more curves in the hip areas and the bottom half of you and your waist is smaller, your pants tend to fall, tend to fall down a lot. And mm. so that was what sparked my interest. Like I want to make my own leggings. So that's kind of where it was. It was, it had began. Okay. There. So, so let's, yeah. let's go back even <clears throat> before that point mm-hmm. uh, to the story that I understand that uh, your grandmother is one of your biggest influences in your yes. life. And mm-hmm. uh, there's not really any surprise there. I mean, uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of people, their grandparents, their parents, you know, those older generations oftentimes are inspiration. But I, yours in particular is, is interesting because the way it was framed and when we've talked about this before is uh, she was your biggest influence. Uh, particularly actually in terms of business, not just the personal life aspect of it, but, and that's where I wanted to mention that because I wanted you to share with us uh, how she was influential on the business side. Yes, caring, loving, that's often qualities that come with grandparents most times, not all times, but most times. Uh, But I found it interesting that she contributed a big part into the business side of things. Yes, she did. Um, my grandmother, Mamie Lou Gibson, she is 84 years old. Um, I need to go see her actually. <laughs> Wait, she's, she's still still around uh-huh. to this day. Yes, okay. I just, yeah, she's uh, currently in a nursing facility and I, I try to go visit her once a week. So, but it's, you can only have visits through the window. Right. So you right, have right, to be right, outside. Right. So, yep. and it's extremely yep. cold here in Cincinnati. So, sure. um, but anyway, earlier in, I would say early part of 2019, 
or yeah. And I was kind of having some personal things going on. Um, you know, when certain people are, don't believe in your vision and your dream and it, you kind of let that get to you yeah. and it creates that fear in mm-hmm. you. And, you know, I was just struggling with, do I follow my dreams or do I, I not listen to this person? And I had a conversation with my grandmother one day. I went to go visit her and I was just telling her what I was going through and, uh, you know, tearfully. And she said, you know, life is too short not to follow your dreams, baby girl. And I said, you know what? And she said, if I had a chance to do it all again, I would probably go back to uh, about when I was your age um, and I would have did some things different. And she does. She didn't realize that day that she helped me put the check mark in that says, I'm getting ready to start honey fit. You know, it was just that if not for me, do it for her because she didn't have a chance to, you know, maybe follow her path. She put someone else's uh, priorities and goals before her own. And I said, I'm not going to let that happen. And I went for it. I really like that because what what I pulled out of what you just said was that it's important to have backup motivation for your goals and your dreams, because sometimes the first part of what motivates someone to do a business for not all, but I think most have really solid reasons. It's not just the money. It's not just to be buku rich and living on a yacht somewhere in the you know south pacific um <laughs> right that's some but that that motivation will only get you so far usually right. most entrepreneurs that i talk with and we've had here on the show express that there was not only a desire of course to be self-dependent which continues on with the finance aspect of it but it also comes about in the form of uh having something that you're trying to solve a reason, but you're trying to give back ultimately to the community. And that's what drives you. Even with that being your motivation, as we've heard as the primary, you're then back up to that was to say, okay, if I get down and out and I'm like losing steam and that first motivation doesn't work, I can always fall back onto grandma. Remember I, I heard her say this and I checked the box mentally as she was saying it, and if nothing else, I got to do it for her. So that was your that's your backup. And I, I don't think I've heard that from many. It's, it's usually that there's one core piece that kind of has multiple spokes off of it. But you actually have a full blown backup one. Say if that gets me down and out or I that's not driving the engine. I've got something else I will. That's like the nitro into the engine to <laughs> there you go. really get it going. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, my grandmother did a lot for me. She took care of me uh, the majority of time when I was little because my mom worked. My mom had me, you know, really long, young. And I could not not do this for her. I cannot sure. not give this back to her. So I was so and I said, I have to do this while she's still here to see it. And yep. After I launched on Thanksgiving of 2019, while she was, this is when we were still able to have gatherings and everything. And she was here for Thanksgiving and I presented her with 
the first honey fit t-shirt and she was so uh, excited yes that's awesome. <laughs> she was so excited and she told me uh i think the next week like when i wore it to the doctor's office everybody was asking me where did i get my t-shirt from <laughs> so i told her my granddaughter has her own business <laughs> i was like oh so you know i can't See? stop we just unraveled exactly where the spokesperson has come from that has spread all of the messaging out there. Wasn't your social media at all. It was actually your grandmother that is single-handedly propped up the Honeyfit brand. No, I'm, I'm yep. kidding with that, of course. But she hey. obviously, just like a, a proud parent, proud uh, grandparent, uh, shouting it from the rooftops because she loves you. She cares for you. So, uh, that's completely understandable. All right. Well, we still have a lot to go over with Carrie Cheney. When we return from a short break, Carrie and I are going to talk about marketing Honeyfit in 2021 and beyond. So oh. come and stay right here. We will be right back. Welcome back to Ignite Your Business Radio Show. I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm. We're talking with Carrie Cheney, whose work as a trainer and motivational figure, combined with owning athleisure company Honeyfit, has put her on an extraordinary journey of not only improving her physical and emotional well-being, but also of using her passions and talents to improve the lives of those around her and her clients. Uh, I... I would be fascinated to know, Carrie, if COVID-19 has impacted, we talked about your business in general before of having an impact. And even with that, it did have an impact. It just was a very positive one is what you notice. It, it, it wasn't a negative in any way, shape or form, it looks like. But um, I'd be curious to find out how on the marketing front specifically, has it maybe uh, changed things from the you know, fitness apparel that you sell, but also in terms of your work as a fitness trainer on the marketing side? Um, it definitely changed uh, a lot uh, as okay. far as uh, marketing, because with the personal training, we do a lot of face-to-face -face marketing, handing out flyers, mm. my business card, because that's how you get people to come in, because sure. social media doesn't always work all the time. Um, but so, and then I did still kind of work, but you couldn't really approach people and talk to them like that because when you're in the grocery store, you know, it's COVID, everybody has masks on. And at that time, every, you really didn't know much about how you can really get it and all that. So right. we had to, and I had to, uh, just step it up on the social media, just, uh, posting, like crazy, having people share, you know, having our customers, our clients share and just like I said just uh have sponsored ads and just post as much as you can um okay and reaching out to you know influencers like I was saying mm -hmm. previously and you know having them hopefully rock your apparel uh and giving sure. you a shout out and sometimes and that doesn't always work you know <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. a hope and a prayer as well yes exactly <laughs> Yes. I, so I'm curious on the marketing <clears throat> front. Did you think about maybe and and obviously some locations are still a little bit more locked down than others uh, in terms of states across the U.S. 
but have you also looked into opportunities where maybe you can give kind of a virtual discounted uh, class, almost like a group yoga class, if you will, uh, but fitness and and being able to offer it as like refer a friend and kind of do something 50% off or, you know, some kind of discount, or maybe it's, you know, refer five friends and you get a honey fit uh, apparel item of your choice within this collection. Um, have you tried things like that? Yes. So we've tried the referral thing as well, okay. uh, that, uh, we did the 20% off of our prices. Uh, okay. we did, uh, you get, we offer free 30 minute sessions. Our nor- sessions are normally 45 minutes. Um, we yeah. offer free 30 minute sessions just for your first session to see how you like it. So yeah. we try, you know, a few things, some things are hit or miss, you know, it just really depends on who sees it and how motivated they are. And, you know, Absolutely. No, yeah. it, it depends on the demographics. It depends on a lot of things and mm-hmm. what mood they're in. And yeah, there, there's a lot of, a lot of elements that play into that. Um, you're very active. And as we've talked about before, you're very active on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, has this been the most successful way for you in terms of how you market HoneyFit? Yes, it okay. definitely, definitely has. Instagram has been I would say the most successful, um, Facebook. Mm, yeah. Um, I've ran the ads. I've done the ads. I haven't really seen a lot of sales from those. Um, it's more so of when I get, uh, my honey fit click to, <laughs> that's what I call my girls, you know, um, once they share their items or share their workouts and show that they're rocking honey fit and show how uh, good it makes them feel and how their leggings stay up when they're working out. And you know, that drives sales in my experience way more than the sponsored ads. Um, I have, we have, I get tons and tons and tons of website visits. The goal is to turn all those visits into checkouts. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) That is, that is uh, <laughs> especially for an online store, e-commerce mm-hmm. uh, goes by a multitude of different titles mm-hmm. to it. But that absolutely, as as a lot of us know, especially in the marketing world, that mm-hmm. it's not just how much traffic you have coming to it, because mm-hmm. one that can be falsified or you can push fake traffic to a site all day mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. It doesn't convert into something that you can literally take to the bank. <laughs> it you go. doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Uh, I want to point out and, and kind of pick apart a little, dissect a little bit of what you mentioned about your previous answer to the question, and then also what you shared now, is you were talking about earlier was influencers sometimes working, sometimes not working. I want to make sure I understand is that when you're referencing influencers in that terminology, are you referencing those that are specifically paid or you know given apparel to sport and show off it to their all of their audience that it's kind of like the it, the easy one to kind of portray as this is the Kim Kardashians of the world. Maybe not necessarily that. I know she charges a pretty penny uh, to sport any kind of fashion, any kind of product. But you're referencing more of those as as kind of the traditional influencers, correct? Right, right. The paid influencers, okay. not the ones that, Got it. you know, I've done the where I've sent certain pe- items to people and I have them wear it. Um, just to, sure. You know, sometimes they work, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so I'm really looking into and I've done like a couple, you know, maybe like one paid one, but 
if you want to get it out to a real a big audience, yep. you're going to yeah. have to pay. And it's some well, some of them aren't very. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it sounds like even with what you shared that it's worked pretty well with maybe what you would not consider as the traditional title of influencer, but it's that of your real customers, your uh, those that are your ideal demographics, because as you you've determined is that those that are maybe uh, the traditional influencers aren't speaking very well or true to your ideal audience. And so there's a missed disconnect uh, between what they're trying to push out their audience versus your audience. So I think you've hit something where re kind of re term in your own mind what influencers actually means and go after the stay-at-home moms, go after those that are actually your customers. And if they're the ones sporting it, then all of their followers, all of their friends, it might not be 10,000, 20,000 followers that they have, but they might have a thousand or 500. Well, that, that 500 or a thousand is probably more accurate to your demographic than those of the 10,000. Right. So. Yeah. And so that's why I haven't really, um, I've been just kind of researching different influencers that have the big following that, you know, you have to pay. I had, that's why I haven't really gone that avenue just as of yet, right. because what I'm doing and what I'm starting to do with, you know, like you said, are authentic, uh, people who've actually purchased it. And, you know, yep. I, I want the, what they call authentic followers, the authentic people, the, Yeah. <laughs> Instead of I, I was I was gonna offer it to you to be one of those influencers. I just don't think I would draw a very good crowd for you, to be honest with you. I mean probably uh probably would be a swing and a miss right there. Uh so <laughs> well, well well thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. I appreciate it. I was offering. I just I wanted to be hey, we talked about supporting each other. I'm go. willing to support the Honey Fit brand if that's what it means to support you. I'll do it for you. So, <laughs> and we appreciate right. you. <laughs> uh, yes, that's a nice way of saying thank you, but no thanks. Uh, moving on. <laughs> All right. So, do you have a preference when it comes to how you interact with others, such as your clients and customers online? You know, it, we we've heard commercials even on radio and TV where there's this the emergence of technology seeming to make it where we're able to interact more, there's really, when you look at it, it's more of a disconnect from human interaction. We're reliant on email, we're reliant on social media to communicate versus even as simple as pick up the phone and call. Uh, so have do you have a preference when it comes to your brand and how you communicate with either your customers, your vendors, that kind of thing? Um, well, vendors, everything is normally online uh, with orders, but they'll call me if there's issues with, if I, like, you know, everybody was having issues with uh, uh, USPS. And okay. so they would call and, you know, they're going to send a FedEx or, you know, I, I don't, look, I'm old school. I like phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> and that way, you know, an email or a text can't get misconstrued or you're not understanding. I like the old fashioned communication. Um <laughs> When it comes to vendors, now my vendors, when it comes to customers, they can email me. Uh, I prefer either email or text when it has to do with your order. Uh, Because now that we offer local pickup now, 
Um, mm. I, that was a, a marketing thing too, offering local pickup. Because some people don't like to pay for shipping. You know, sometimes sure. when you're ready to check out and you see that shipping price, you're like, X, you X on out of the site. Yep. So now we are offer local pickup. So um, I don't mind the emails and texts just to coordinate what time you're going to come. Um, and other than that, I mean, and I there you can uh, message my DM. I answer DMs all the time. Sure. All the time. Okay. So, but only doing business hours. <laughs> yes, exactly. You, you got to have, as you talked about earlier, you've got to have you time. You got to have the the time, the the substance that you pour into yourself, and that you means go. that you got to sometimes shut off the communication during, you know, ideal times that you should not be getting hit up about requests and things. They should exactly. be sleeping. If you want to respond? Go. What are you doing up? You should be sleeping. Exactly. Well, okay. So I find it interesting. There, there are business owners that kind of take somewhat of a backseat approach when it comes to the front facing interaction with customers, their brand, and they're kind of like the person behind it. Uh, you know, for example, uh, maybe it's not a, as ideal, but like a Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, he's not out there on the commercials himself and being the one to promote the brand. He's, he's kind of backseat to it. He lets the marketing team take care of all that and they put out the different pieces. But what I find interesting is you actually take a polar opposite approach to that. So you are front and center, uh, to promote your business. How important that is that to you for representing your brand? I think it's very important. I think it's important for people to see who actually uh, is behind, who's the creative genius behind Honeyfit. Sure. Um, and to see me actually wearing the apparel uh, because I'm not uh, skinny by no means. I have hips and curves. I have uh, a lot of curves. So, and I think, you know, with helping women to be comfortable with, their bodies and what they look like and letting them see that, Oh, okay. I'm kind of shaped like her. I can rock that. I can rock those sure. bold print leggings. Yeah. I, you know, it just, it kind of, it, it's more of a, a welcoming thing. And, you know, mm. it took, it took some time for me to be comfortable with that. Cause before yeah. I'm like, cause you know, I have models that I use um, for my uh, photo shoots and um, I will have them take pictures and they're like, come on and get in here. You know? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I do need to get in here. I need to, and it, it took some time. Cause you know, uh, we always think that, uh, like I said, we always think we're, uh, something's wrong with us physically. Mm-hmm. We're always our worst critic, but you know, yeah. some, somebody somewhere is looking at you like, Oh, I love your shape or your body goals. I've gotten that a lot in my DMS and you know, that helps. That helps me to be like, okay, you know what? I put on this quarantine weight, but you know what? That's why I made this all black collection. So this past summer, I made the Killer B collection. It was all black everything. Leggings, mm. biker shorts, sports bras, you know, because black is slimming. And it, and there you go. You know, if we all put go. on this quarantine 10 to 15 or 20 pounds, um, <laughs> we can all buy this honey fit, this black gear, and wear it to the gym and feel good about yourself. I, I'm curious, is <clears throat> there a, a Murder Hornet brand or a collection that's coming with this since 2020 also faced a 
it's not exactly the bee. It's related to the family, sort of, but the yeah. murder hornet was a big thing. So I'm just curious if there is a, a collection in there for that, that particular fiasco of 2020. No, not so much. No, okay. Killer Hornet. It I, doesn't have a. It just that's not cute. It, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have yeah. a cute or sweet ring to it. So no. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can see that. That that makes that 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 doesn't go with the whole sweetness brand. <laughs> yeah, you're right on that. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you're very much part of many of your posts. Like you said, you you will jump in when with the photo shoots going on, and you'll actually take photos uh with with the other models uh i say other because that certainly means that you then are a model because you're modeling your own product you are showing it off um you're also among the the diverse range of models in the production photos like we we're talking about um i it i really like how you put it because you're saying hey I don't want anyone to be misconstrued or thinking that some skinny mini is the one that developed this product line. And then that's the reason they're hiding behind this because they're trying to say, Hey, if you got all these curves, this product's for you yet, they don't sport a single curve or if they do, it's, it's very flat and it doesn't have much of a curve to it. So it's, you're saying, no, look, I, I, inspire, I was inspired. I developed this product. Like you talked about was, your initial was, hey, I couldn't find this product for me personally. And I found very limited options out there and limited capability of what I did find early on. So as I went through that 90 plus weight that I lost and I was trying to reward myself, I couldn't find a lot of things. And it started with the leggings, as you mentioned. Um, I really appreciate that you, it's a tremendous foresight for you to say, you know what? I need to put myself out there and I need to represent the brand because no doubt I was the one that started the brand. I, I developed this product line because I couldn't find anything. I, I answered a call that was there, but no one else was answering it. So I got to be out there. Yes. So, so um, our sizes, we do offer size small all the way up through three mm-hmm. X uh, in certain uh, products that we have. Uh, on the website, and I thought it was important to be size inclusive. You know, mm. there's no, there's nothing more horrible, or it might be, but then going and trying to see something that you really like, and then when you go to look and see if your size available, it's not there. Mm. You know, and then what yep. is available is something that's drab or baggy, <laughs> not flattering, yep. and that that sure. sucks. You know. All women of all shapes and all sizes deserve to feel beautiful in their workout athleisure wear, and they deserve to, you know, feel good about themselves. So very true. Yes, very true. So that is one. How of our- has it been? How has it been for you with connecting with other entrepreneurs uh, that are small to medium size and their size improved your own brand? So connecting with other small business owners, medium, large size doesn't really matter. But how has that influenced and even possibly improved your own business? Um, well, if there's someone that's small or just starting out like me, you know, I kind of feel like I'm like a, almost a mentor a little bit, <laughs> kind of giving out little tips and little tidbits sure. and things, uh, helpful ideas that maybe have helped me to help them. Um, the ones that are, you know, more successful or bigger than uh, Honey Fit, I always 
you know, admire the work and the how big their business is and the success. You know, they say you're supposed to round, I'm sorry, surround your people with, uh, surround yourself with people who are more successful to you. Because if you guys are all on the same level, then who's motivating who, you know? So the goal is to have, you know, surround yourself with, you know, people that you want to be like or people that you strive to be like. And and I think that's a great thing. I also wanted to hit back on when you talked about uh, the models that I have. Not Mm -hmm. only do we have some that are small than always up to those with extra curves, I try to have different shades as well. Because we all okay. come in different shades and colors. Um, and I think, you know, that, like I said, we want to be inclusive of everybody. You know, we're not just for um, one nationality or one race or one size or, you know, we want to include everyone. Everybody can wear honey fit. <laughs> Excellent point. And I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought that back up because uh, I know it just with the research and I'm glad you pulled that out and and took the time to explain that a little bit further. But, um, you know, when it comes to and you've talked a little bit about the operations or the overall business knowledge that you gain from uh, those that are a little bit further in their journey. And then those that are just starting off, you feel like you need there's a responsibility of being a mentor, which no doubt, you know, there is. Uh, But when it comes to in particular, the marketing side. Uh, you know, through collaboration and networking, what is it that you found to be helpful and how has that improved or impacted your business? Um, well, if you want to have someone or collaborate with someone who has similar goals for their brand mm-hmm. as well, um, and something that is, you know, kind of similar to what you offer or it could be, say, like we have Honey Fit, we do athleisure, and we promote wellness. And what I will look for is someone who is maybe into physical fitness or someone that has some type of wellness brand that does maybe lotions or body scrubs or things of that nature. I wouldn't... Um, you know, connect with someone who does like umbrellas or something like that. You know what I mean? I would, it would, it would have to be something that's similar or I, where I can see we connect in some kind of okay. way. Um, that it. just w- makes sense to me. Sure. Um, so. <laughs> well, that, that makes absolute sense <clears throat> mm-hmm. just in general, because you don't want to connect yourself to another brand that it doesn't have the same beliefs, doesn't have, you know, their, their goals are completely separate. It's like, either early on or some point later on down the road, you guys are going to have to come to a fork in the road where it's like, okay, we're going our way. You go your way and best of luck to you kind of thing. Um, so that makes complete sense. It's important to align yourself and connect. Just, I think it's, it's good in general is connect yourself with like-minded individuals. Um, or it's even in a situation where it's saying to stretch yourself like muscles you have to put yourself and connect yourself with those that are a little bit further ahead that have have been through the journey you're trying to go through right now and can advise and, and give you some feedback on maybe what to avoid, maybe what to do differently that if they were to do it all over again, they might do. So certainly having, you know, ultimately having a mentor that you can work with to guide you through those pieces, it sounds like is a 
a very important aspect. Yes. Yes. I'm actually, cool. yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And, and if by all means share, if you, if you have additional thoughts on that, I, I won't hold you back. Uh, yes. And you know, when I first started out, um, I did reach out to a couple, uh, people that were doing kind of similar to what I was doing. This was before the website and all that. And not everybody's so nice. <laughs> I've had, you know, some weird experiences. And so um, I really don't have a mentor per se, but I would love to have one. Uh, there are a couple of people that I follow that I think they're amazing and they're doing amazing things. And the direction that their brand is going in is something I can see, you know, Honey Fit's direction going into kind of that arena. So my mentors may be, they don't know they're my mentor and they may be didn't, uh, distant, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then, you know, because well, sometimes people can feel threatened by other people that are, you know, approaching or true. entering into their same realm. But, you know, my thing is you have to think, you know, when you start thinking about um, competition or thinking about what other people that are doing is similar to you, you just think about like when you go to the grocery store and you go to, let's say, the bread aisle or the ketchup mm -hmm. aisle, there's 50 different brands of bread, yes. 20 different brands of ketchup. They yeah. weren't worrying about the store brand or Heinz or Kraft or whoever. They still made their ketchup. Yep. And so, and I have to remember that. So these are the things, and even though I'm saying this now, these are things I have to constantly re remind myself too. Well, I, I will say this, uh, Carrie, I'll, although you pass me up on the opportunity to sport your <laughs> apparel, and, and I, I don't hold grudges. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, just my body type or whatever is not a fit for your demographic. I get it. Uh, but in all seriousness, I will, I would be happy to connect you with any of our previous guests, with anyone out there that would, would be a good fit for you, uh, and being a mentor, whether they might be younger, they might be older, but they're further down the path of success and that they can share and, and provide some feedback to you. Happy to connect you with, uh, some mentors that are coming to my mind that we can, discuss afterwards and, uh, and connect you with. So happy to do that. I'm open, so. you know, I'm open to learn and tell me everything. <laughs> hey, hey, we always have to be learning. If we're not learning, we're dying. There you so, go. Mm -hmm. You know, that's for sure. Some, Thank you. Some of the facts of life. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> All right, so, that. <laughs> absolutely. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. You're family now you've been on the show that, that <laughs> officially makes you family. So it, there's no getting away from it. Um, all right. So are there plans to expand your marketing efforts? I know we, a lot of it right now is resting on the shoulders of Instagram mainly. And then you also have Facebook as well. But are there additional plans such as like the the newly emergent uh, platform for the audio world is Clubhouse? Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or not, but uh, that one's a new platform that allows kind of some individuals to get together to have a real conversation and allow the audience to kind of sit in as flies on the wall, if you will, and listen to the the conversation being had. But are there anything, other opportunities, maybe it's not even in the digital world, maybe it's more traditional marketing that you kind of have your eye on the prize with. 
you know, there's obviously always Twitter, there's YouTube, there's Clubhouse, there's all these uh, TikTok, whatever it might be. Are, what are the plans for you in the future uh, from the marketing efforts? Well, um, my son is urging me to get on TikTok because I've been making <laughs> reels on my personal page. I've been doing cooking, okay. cooking reels because I love to cook ah. as well. Um, I've posted some workout uh, reels as well. So uh, I may start a cooking with Carrie TikTok or something. We never know. There you you never know. Have to stay on the lookout for that. Um, I'm also um, looking to work with some videographers to get uh, video footage so I can do those type of promotions. I've seen like sponsored videos yep. uh, where it shows, you know, people wearing the Honey Fit working out or wearing them, you know, just in the different aspects, those sure. type of things. Um, but other than that, you know, and I'm working on uh, my website platform. So I'm about okay. to move that over to Shopify and do some things with that as well too. So awesome. yeah, I got uh, some, some things in the works here and then launching our spring line. So I, I've got a suggestion for the name possibly uh, for your, your cooking show. Uh, something to do with queen bee, queen bee cooking. Ah, I uh, like that. Yes. Yeah. And then you could even do uh, Queen Bee whipping up some honey, something like that. Yes, yeah. Yes. You know? I, yeah. Sometimes on the show, I'm mm -hmm. at my best. So, <laughs> I see. And I'm, I'm <laughs> there's arguably times I'm at my worst. So you're getting the good end of it today. Yeah, I have to uh, get you on the creative team here. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I sign me on up. I Again, I'm, I'm itching to try on the apparel and... Uh, get into sporting it. And if that's the way I got to do it, that's the way I got to do it. You know? Okay. Well, we appreciate your enthusiasm for sure. <laughs> yes. That's another, yeah. Thank you. But uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and then um, I'm also thinking about collaborating with a local honeybee maker here to do uh, some things. There you go. So, you know, there's a few I, things know, in the works. <laughs> I, I think, especially with your health and fitness side of it, mm -hmm. incorporating the honey as a natural sweetener mm -hmm. definitely has a lot of elements to it. And mm -hmm. I think I, I can see from your reaction that that's already been thought of. Mm -hmm. It's already in the works. So, yeah, yes. we'll just I, I won't unveil anything <laughs> by accident that uh, you already have working. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So. We've talked about this before with the mm -hmm. authenticity and the sincerity that you have representing your brand. When it comes to promoting not only yourself, but also HoneyFit, it's always at the forefront of your mind, it seems like, of how, how am I real in my representation with, a, with what I'm about to put out? Whether it's a social post, whether it's you know an ad or something like that, is that always at the forefront of your mind, especially when it comes to the marketing side? Yes, okay. um, especially when it comes to that. Um, so I check my weekly. I check my insights on Instagram uh, for mm -hmm. my marketing page to see um, when I have the biggest audience at certain times a day, and what I'm going to post. Um, depends on what day it is. Uh, looking at your grid to see if you've promoted whatever I've promoted that week or the couple days before that you don't want to kind of repeat yourself. So it's it's always there. 
It's always constantly right. there. Okay, what time do I have to post today? Or what if I do it today and tomorrow, depending on if you use different apps, you can, you know, pre-post and that type of thing. It's always in the forefront of my mind. What what's the next holiday coming up? What special offers can we offer? What can what can I do to get some sales in here? You know, it's it's always there. It's always there. And I can't believe it. It's, it, it's this is so funny. I can't even believe that when you guys hit me up to ask to talk about this and even me talking about thinking about my business is it all sometimes still still seems so surreal that this is actually Mm. my life. Like this is my brand. This is my baby. Yeah. I'm just so grateful. When I talk about being grateful, I am. I I really, really am. That's one of our t-shirts. Be grateful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love how you, you just, you tie that right in so eloquently. You Mm -hmm. just, it's like, and we have a brand and a, and a apparel that matches what I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. I know that wasn't intended. That's just that's how your mind thinks. You're just like, oh, we've already. I've I'm intentional with everything that I do, plan out, say that it has come across even to our apparel, but also our approach. I I want to point out something that uh, kind of grabbed me in what you were talking about is that with you being real and uh, with social media. I hear it oftentimes with even clients that we work with that it feels like when we approach and say, hey, you're not currently doing the real videos or you're not doing the the little clips and things that everyone perceives that as I just don't have enough time in a day. I'm busy and then asking me to stop everything to record a video. No, 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 no. You're, You're misunderstanding. What you talked about was you have to be planning ahead. This is not like you're just going, oh, I woke up. I think I'm going to do a video. Now, sometimes that might come to you, but most of the time it's you're looking ahead to go, okay, what is next month? What are some holidays coming up? What are some things that I really want to take the time to point out and talk about or share with our audience, share with our customers and clients? So you're talking about planning. It's not the just at a whim, you know, and I, I think that's the, sure, for some of the maybe Kim Kardashians of the world, that's kind of what they're doing. That That's all of their life. That's all they do. For us business owners, we got to run a business. We don't have time to be just stopping everything that we didn't plan on and just all of a sudden doing something. Now, that some creativity comes to mind when in the moment and you got to stop and you got to do that. But most of the time, what you're referencing is you plan it ahead mm-hmm. and you plan it out well. Yeah, I try to. And that's uh, one of the things that I'm working on this year, uh, being consistent and disciplined with my time. Um, Mm. I am a full time, full, a real full time entrepreneur um, as of the first of this year. Um, I mentioned I mentioned to you that I left my job of 18 years to be full time. Yeah. So this is what I do now. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is it. This is Honey Fit. Honey Fit and my personal training and life coaching as well, too. But yeah, this is it. Okay. So if you if I, if you want to be successful, you have to plan. Because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I know you've heard that. People have heard that yes. a million times, but it is so, so true. And it comes with your workouts. It comes with your meal planning. It comes with your business. How successful yep. do you want to be? You have yep. to be Very about true. your business. Mm-hmm. For sure. Another great quote from Carrie Cheney. <laughs> that, that's uh, another one. I know it's from somebody else, but still, it, it applies to 
real life. I mean, it applies to every aspect of your life. If you don't plan, you're making a plan to fail. That's that's just what it comes down to. All right, we're, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Carrie Cheney. And uh, we're going to get into a little bit more of the business and operations side. Even though we've talked a lot about that already, uh, we want to go into a little bit more with you, Carrie. And so after this short break, we'll pick up where we left off and we'll continue on with your story and your brand and how you're making it the real story and the real you. And we're back. Thanks for being part of our conversation with fitness guru and Honey Fit Apparel owner, Carrie Cheney. Next up, Carrie and I are going to discuss the challenge of managing fitness wear and lifestyle wellness brand in uncertain times. Uh, so, Carrie, where do you see Honey Fit as a clothing company and a lifestyle brand going over the next year? Well, I see it getting bigger. Um, and it just expanding, uh, having more items available and um, uh, just getting as big as it possibly can. <laughs> I, I hear that. I, I think that is most uh, business owners response is mm-hmm. grow it and keep growing it and keep at it and keep doing your thing. So B- bigger, bolder, better. All the bees. There you with go. With a bigger budget. There you go. Uh, no, you said the bad word now. See, now. Uh, I said with it. a bigger budget. Okay, there you okay. go. Okay, there mm-hmm. you go. That's fair enough. All right. Mm-hmm. I missed that part because as soon as you said budget, everything else got just wiped away. It's You freaked me out. All right. So when COVID is finally over uh, and whatever that new life looks like after COVID, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. the new norm becomes. Do you have any Mm -hmm. plans for your business that have been on hold due to the pandemic? Well, I've kind of been putting off doing a couple pop-up shops because of, you know, trying to keep people social distance and the touching and the breathing people's different, you know, air and space. And it's just kind of, but here in Cincinnati, I mean, we still, everything is kind of open. Okay. Everything is open. Lucky. I mean, Lucky you. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My daughter lives in LA, so I hear all about what's going on out West. But yeah. And so that's, I'm really looking towards doing that for the spring, hopefully the summer. Um, so I can have a couple pop-up shops so people okay. be able to come in and, uh, you know, at our fitness studio and just come in and, and think about collaborating maybe with a yoga studio or another type of business that's relatable to athleisure wear or honey or honey fit <laughs> um, to get some pop-up shops going and, you know, generate some revenue that way. And just so people can kind of actually come out and see the items, feel the fabric, touch it and, you know, become more personable with it. And I think that will definitely, um, drive people to buy more as well yep. too. Um, cause you know, even looking at things online, I don't care too much for shopping online myself because especially for pants, cause we've already talked about that. 
<laughs> and I like to st- like that we can still go out and shop and stuff here. So having that pop up shop that will give those who are, you know, kind of finicky or funny about shopping online sure. the opportunity to come in and actually see the items purchase. Um, OK. Awesome. So how do certifications, let's shift over a little bit to topic of the fitness, not, not the apparel, because we've talked quite a bit about that, but I want to shift a little bit over to the personal training and wellness side. Uh, How do your certifications in personal fitness, fitness, nutrition, and as a certified life coach work alongside how you manage and promote your business? Um, well, with your personal training, uh, I think, and it's not required to have a certification in mm-hmm. personal training. If you have your own fitness f- facility, um, if you want to work in like big gyms or, you know, the big chain, uh, big chain gyms, um, you have to have a certification, Got it. but if you're just, anybody can say they're a personal trainer, but it just shows that you're dedicated, you know, mm-hmm. if you have your certification, um, and there's, you can pay anywhere from 200 bucks for one, all the way up to $600 for one. But in order to keep that, you have to have you, every two years, I think you have to get recertified or take some classes or something like that. Um, and it just kind of, you know, let people know that you're about your business and that you're really a real personal trainer, not just someone telling you to do some exercises and, you know, it just shows your dedication with that as well. So, do you find that the personal training, which uh, is certainly has to do with the physical aspect of it, the nutrition, uh, what you're putting in your body, what you're also putting out of your body, of course, in the form of fitness and exercising and things like that. Uh, Do you find that that certification then helps or maybe it doesn't on the life coach, which I would, I would kind of see the life coaching side as more the mental and the emotional side of of your life. So you've got the physical, which is the nutrition, you got the working out, and then you've also got, which encompasses now everything on the life coach side is the emotional and neurological, that kind of thing. Do you find that those work together very well? Yes, absolutely. And what made me go get certification and to be a life coach is talking to my clients. You know, everyone is always dealing with something. They come from all walks of life. They have all these things going on with family, kids, work, and they come in and sometimes lay it all on the line on me. Mm. And I'm there talking to them about things. They may call and say they don't want to come work out because of such and such. And then I put on my life coach hat and I'm (laughs) talking to them about, you need to come in and work out so you can feel better about yourself and it'll help you, you know, et cetera, and so on and so forth. So that was what really encouraged me to do that. Because, you know, you're a motivational speaker, you're a life coach, you're a personal Mm -hmm. trainer, you're a nutrition coach, all of that when you're a personal trainer. Because, you know, when you're dealing with people, you know, you're going to have to uh, deal with all those type of things. Because everyone doesn't just come in like, let's get to work. No, they're always coming in with something in the door. Well said. Very well said. And and I I would feel, I would kind of assume that... uh, again, like I was kind of hinting at is that it encompasses now everything by you handling the physical, the emotional, that they, you can't have really one without the other because you can be feeling crappy. And a lot of times you're feeling crappy because you're not working out and vice versa. So there's a lot of it plays together quite a bit. Um, Going over to the apparel side again, 
you obviously started with the leggings and you've now branched out as you've kind of talked about and highlighted some of the products, but I'd like you to share with us how maybe the extensiveness of how much you've spread out the apparel since your inception of just doing the leggings to start with and how it's branched out. What are some of the various different kinds that your company now is offering online? So someone that's listening to this and they're not watching this and they're not immediately Googling that we need them to be safe. They're driving and Mm -hmm, uh, we we don't want them getting in a car accident. So absolutely you can listen and go to the website afterwards. But in -hmm. the meantime, while they're listening, give us some indication of what different types of products you have available on your site. Okay. Right now we have one, two, three, three different types of sports bras. We have one, two, one, two, maybe four to five different selections of leggings. Okay. Uh, we also have t-shirts, there's three to four t-shirts. We have cropped hoodies, two different styles of colors. And then we have regular full-size hoodies. We have two different types of tote bags. And we also have three different types of like the dad caps. And that's it for now. But okay. comes, yeah, 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 for now. But we do have some new items that will be coming this spring and summer too. Additional okay. things. I mm-hmm. No doubt. I, I have a feeling that there will be quite a few more products being offered. But that even in itself is quite a bit of a selection. That That is an extensive list amount of products. And uh, knowing working with uh, clients, and we've even dabbled in a little bit to ourselves with the e-commerce world that, uh, every single one of those are a different skew. All the different sizes are a different skew, all the different colors, even if it's the same, uh, let's say design, how many ever different sizes, how many ever different variations of it, or is a different skew. And that, that's quite a bit to, to manage as a business owner. So I fully respect that. <laughs> All right. So what were some of the immediate benefits of appearing on Fox 19 WBUZ uh, in Cincinnati to promote your health and wellness uh, lifestyle ideals in terms of HoneyFit as a business? Uh, Well, that just kind of showed uh, the greater Cincinnati Dayton area that um, I knew what I was talking about when it came Mm. to... (laughs) Fitness and nutrition, uh, therefore, it generated more inquiries on the uh, personal training and the fitness classes that we offer as well. And that, therefore, you know, when I do get the clients to come in, you know, I do share with them about the the fitness apparel that we offer and that in turn turns into sales as well. So Mm. Mm -hmm. it was definitely some good PR. (laughs) as they would say. So for sure, for sure. And it just, and it kind of introduces you and all the businesses, everything under your umbrella to maybe those who wouldn't have seen it or they don't Mm -hmm. live in, you know, the immediate area, they can still go visit the website and, you know, support the brand. Absolutely. Well, Carrie, this has been, uh, to say the least, an illuminating chat in so many ways. And all I can say is at this point is a great big uh, thank you. And of course, I wish you the best building your your work, your brand, even to greater heights like you've described. And I know you will reach those. It really doesn't seem like there are any limits to what uh, you can achieve on a personal and work level. 
Um, and in the months and years to come, you will certainly reach those like we've talked about. But before we go, there's always that but in there. Uh, but before we get out of here, I just have a few more questions to ask you. Um, do you feel one of your missions is to promote health and wellness to women who are perhaps over a, a particular a certain age and feel frustrated by challenges of trying to get into shape or what what's kind of the group that you're drawn to the most i know you you have a wide variety of, of clientele on the the different aspects of your business you know the personal coach side from the physical the training side and then also the apparel side what's the one that speaks to you most like you have you kindred spirit you've got that connection with them what is that dem what's what's that demographic look like uh, well, when it comes to that, you know, I thought in the beginning that I had to define the age group for mm. my honey fit okay. that because, you know, I'm of a certain age and I never wanted to, I didn't want to, you know, make anyone feel excluded. So as, and I have clients of all ages, like twenties on up to, I've had one as uh, old as Otis like seventies okay. and my personal training clients. And so I want honey fit to be the same way. You know, if you're in your twenties, you can wear it. If you're in your sixties, seventies, you can wear it as well too. So there is no exclusion with that. Um, I embrace and welcome everyone. <laughs> okay. So you obviously have this very well, uh, dialed in for only being officially in business for a year. And that was a very polished, very, uh, Fox 19 response that you just gave just then. Uh, but, uh, to put you a little bit now on the hot seat, I got to crank up the heat a little bit. Okay, uh, okay. It's just you and me talking right now. Just, just you and me. Okay. Uh, who is the group that you personally have that I understand the brand speaks and you want it to speak to all, but we, we all have those that we kind of instantly connect with. That is just like, I get you. I fully understand you. It's like we were old friends and picked up where we left off from our last time we talked that kind of that connection. What is that? I, again, I will preface to say, this is not saying your entire brand is only this group. I, I will reiterate your PR response. Uh, but your you personally, you you have that connection with a certain group. Who, who is that? Okay. Um, I have a connection with all ages, actually. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the ones that um, I talk to or kind of navigate towards me a little more than others, I would say probably... Late thirties okay. to mid forties. Um, okay. it's just something about a woman when she turns 40. It's just, it's a whole nother world. It's a, it's a whole, and I didn't, my cousin who told me this years ago, she's like, just wait till you turn 40, your whole <laughs> life, your whole outlook on life is going to change. And it did. And I think that's where I gravitate towards the late thirties to mid forties, Okay, that age group there. But like I said, I have some really good friends that are in their early 20s, too. Sure. And they were they started off as personal training clients, which is okay. funny. Mm -hmm. See, I it knew it. Not... I knew it. Mm -hmm. I knew there was that one that just 
you, you get them, you understand them and mm-hmm. you, you understand where they're coming from. You understand their needs. And yes, that group does not define your entire brand, but it's what you personally are able to connect with. You, you get it. And it, it doesn't have to be even an age that you are currently it's, you can go through, you can say, Hey, I connect most with, you know, early twenties, just because I went through such a transformation during that age for some people. And it was, it left such an lasting impression on you that it could be any age, any group. Um, so I, I appreciate you opening up about that. I, I know, uh, I wanted to push you a little bit on that and get to the heart Uh of what, Mm -hmm. uh, what that answer was, but you did very well. So well, well thank done. Thank you. Very well. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> if you had to give someone some quick tips on even starting on the road to better health, uh, what would maybe that kind of, as it might be referenced sometimes is that first step is kind of the baby step, right? You, you, you don't want to, especially from the health world, if you're not currently actively working out, you're not currently healthy, or as much as you should be, you don't want to take that leap because then it's going to be probably pretty tough and you're going to give up. So what is that baby step to, for people that are maybe, okay, uh, they had great intentions at the beginning of the year with New Year's resolutions and oftentimes losing weight and getting healthy is at the top of a lot of people's list. Uh, but, and maybe they're kind of feeling like, ah, oh, I already got to throw in the towel another year passed and another year failed. And it's only the end of January now, beginning of February. But what is that baby step to say, get back on it? No, 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 no. don't give up yet. Here's the thing that'll start you on the right path for success. You have to remember your why, why you started. Mm. Did you start because you weren't feeling good about yourself? Did you start because the doctor says you needed to get it together because you're not in the best shape? Did you start because you want to see your grandkids grow older or you want to be more healthy for your children to be a better example for them? Or remember your why is why you started out. I mean, and you have to remember when I said earlier, you have to pour into you. Yep. It starts with you. You have to start with yourself. Very so true. Remember you. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well, well said. I, I love that. And also it comes back to what we were talking about in the very beginning, which was having that backup. Uh, like we, we discussed, it was more in reference to the business side of having motivation with your grandmother. So how has kinesiology improved your life? And specifically in that area, how has it improved things for you? Well, um, like I said, you need that in order to continue or to pursue your personal training certification and to actually be able to help others. And when you're helping others, it in tunes, it turns helps yourself, mm. you know, and even when like say now the things, what I'm dealing with now is, you know, being uh, a little older and having to remember the foundational things of um, working out different body types, different age groups. I had to go back to the basis, basics. I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue tied. The go. basics of what I learned um, through uh, that 
because, you know, they don't talk to you about these things. And when you're a woman and you get a little older, you know, it's harder to lose weight. <laughs> you hold weight in the midsection, those type of things. So I had to do some reevaluating uh, recently and change how I eat, uh, how I work out. Um, and what's going to be more beneficial for my age group. So not only is it helping me to help others uh, to plan their workouts and help them to be the healthiest and the best fit version of themselves, um, it's helping me too. Hmm. That's interesting with uh, looking at it from the standpoint that you might have had a routine that you've always done. You know, let's say you're very regular with your workouts and just like for yourself, very regular with it. But you have to keep reassessing kind of, I reference it as kind of a debrief is what I reference it as, but uh, kind of reassessing on a regular basis that if you're not, if you're kind of hitting that plateau, look at what you're doing. Maybe you need to change it up. Maybe you need to try different things because your body's also getting accustomed to your workouts. And so obviously as you get older, you have different, your, your metabolism slowing down, you, you know, other things that used to work great for you when you were younger, as you're mm-hmm. getting older, the body's not working the same way anymore. So you got that right. <laughs> you you got to keep changing it up. And it's important mm-hmm. to work with a professional like yourself that can point that out and say, you know, you're frustrated because you're thinking what you used to do when you were even in your early thirties is no longer working in your early forties. So you got, you got to reevaluate and see what we need to do to change it up. And that's where working with a professional like yourself allows for that education that otherwise you wouldn't even know on your own. Mm-hmm. And sometimes professional, sometimes trainers need a trainer too. Sometimes yep. we need someone to tell us what to do, how to eat. You know, sure. we don't know it all. And sometimes you, you, you want someone else to tell you what to do because you're too busy telling your whole clientele what to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. All right. I need a plan. So, I'm very planned oriented. I need a plan. <laughs> Tell I would me have what to never do guessed that. And everything that you've <laughs> talked about, I would have never guessed that you were a planner. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Last two questions. What was the last book that you read or that you're currently reading? It can be an audio book. It can be a kid's book. It can be uh whatever, but, and it doesn't even have to be a business book. It could just be something that you just wrapped up finishing or you're currently in the process of going through it. Um, I am currently reading, um, the book of awakening. That's the book I read in the mornings. It's a daily, um, inspirational book that I read. Um, it's another one. What is it about? The Power of Now. I'm reading that one too. Um, I'm listening to three audio books. I can't remember the name of one of them, but one of them is Badass Habits. Um, <laughs> it's actually a good thing. Okay. It's about uh, being practical and being daily so you can start to adopt some good habits. That's what it Got is. Got it. Okay. Um, because it's the same author who made Badass That Make It Money or Badass That. Yes, she made this. I think Jen Cicero is her name. That okay. one. And then I think it's the other one is a daily inspirational one, too. It's called the A Year of Spiritual Living. Or, oh, I can't remember. But it's by Cindy Spiegel. Okay. And and it's another one. I got like four of them. So. <laughs> wow. Like in, uh, yeah, in the morning. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, in the no, mornings. 
I try to do a lot of personal development in the morning. Like I have an audio of Les Brown that I listen to. I have this other, I have my audio books and then I read a couple of excerpts of uh, The Power of Now and then my other inspirational book. You know, try to set the tone for the day and remember that I'm grateful. You know, it helps. It helps. There's there's definitely (laughs) a lot behind that. So absolutely. Well, yes, and yes, what yes. we'll do is we'll put those links up on the episode page for yourself so that people can check them out if they want to. But all right. So last question. Uh, what is the quote that you lean towards? This is the inspirational quote. I oftentimes describe it as uh, it's the cerebral Red Bull to your system uh, that gets you back on the horse. It gets you back excited. You know, you're having it was a long day. You, you were dealing with orders. You're dealing with some maybe cranky customers and some clients that are just not in it today. And you're kind of fizzled out a little bit. But it's that quote. It's something that's tattooed on you. It's something that maybe is right next to your bed or up on the wall in your house or your office. Uh, what's that quote that motivates you to go, nope, I remember why I need to do this and I, I'm getting right back to it? Well, there's two of them. Okay. Uh, one is real short and simple. Uh, life is too short to be unhappy. Mm. That's one. And then the other one is, um, I have it actually tattooed down the middle of my back. It says, be you, love you, always and always. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two really yes. good ones. <laughs> who who are, is, is, are these the original queen bee herself? Uh, quotes or are these uh, from someone else? Um, actually, the first one was mine. Um, okay. I actually, actually, I, my, I told my mom that when she was dealing with uh, her ex husband and she ended up divorcing and leaving him. And when I t- asked her why she left, you know, why she finally left, and she told me, I remember something you told me life is too short to be unhappy. Mm. And that just stuck with me. And that's been like years and years and years ago. Wow. And then the second one, that is from, I think she's an author, Alex Ale. I have to get her name and give that to you too. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, she's a poet, an author. And when I seen that, and I'm like, oh, be you, love you always, always, always. It's like always, like all the time, and then always, and yep. all the ways that you can. And that's just perfect. It's all uh- self love, taking care of yourself, pouring into yourself. There it is. Well, Carrie, don't go anywhere because we have a lot more to talk with you, but we're going to do that after we wrap up here as kind of a behind the scenes conversation with you. So in the meantime, though, we're going to sign off and say goodbye to all of our listeners and uh, you and I will continue the conversation. So to learn more about Carrie Cheney and HoneyFit, including some amazing self-care resources, check out Ignite Your Business radio show page for this episode. You'll find links and more information on everything you need to know about Carrie and her brand. Carrie, thank you again for taking the time uh, out of your relentless schedule. I don't know how you found the time, but we are very appreciative uh, to tell us about your remarkable business and efforts to improve the health of those around you. Until next week, I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm. Have a great and successful rest of the week, everybody. Everybody.